Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kulebova, and today we have an amazing guest, and I am personally super, super excited to speak again with Leslie. We spoke, you know, a time ago on her an amazing podcast, but Leslie Draffin is such a unique way shower. I was just sharing with her that so many of the things that she's embodying and teaching for feminine embodiment, cyclical living, you know, reconnecting with your womb are things that I am so deeply drawn to and, um, you know, learning, teaching. And she has a little bit of like a magic sprinkle, literally magic sprinkle on top of this topic. So I'm really excited to be diving deeper into this, Leslie. And it's just so beautiful to see you in that beautiful feminine embodiment, coming back to earth, coming back to nature, coming back into realignment, especially now, because I feel like so many women are awakening mm-hmm. and they're feeling like there's literally more not only to life and their businesses, but more to their bodies and the connection. Don't you feel like we're craving that, like going yeah. back into ourselves? A hundred percent. Yes. I think that um, the more and more I talk with women administrators out there, the more we're being called to go in because the world is so crazy outside of us that we need to seek refuge. And the body is such an amazing place to do that when we have the right tools and we have the right knowledge. It can be a scary place to also try mm-hmm. and seek refuge in, but absolutely. I've just seen so many people thirsting for this type of awakening and activation. So beautiful. And and I'm really curious, what led you onto the journey of connecting deeper with your body? Because I feel like for me, it's super important that the people that I speak to are embodiment of their teaching. It's not what have you learned? What have you studied? But what have you embodied and practiced? What helped you come back deeply into your body and being such a beautiful like example of what it can look like and feel mm-hmm. like for women to come back home to themselves. Yeah. Well, I spent most of my entire life deeply disconnected from my body. I was raised in the church in a deeply religious family. I developed eating disorders in my teens that would plague me for 20 years. And then in my twenties, I was an alcoholic really. I mean, very functional. Um, but looking back, 
I had all the markers that I was, you know, suffering from alcohol abuse. And so in 2019, when I had my spiritual awakening, one of the first things I started doing was aligning with my cycle. And I tried to masculine my menstrual cycle. Like I was so much in my masculine energy. I tried to do all the things right. And what I finally discovered is I needed to tap into my womb. And so through visioning journeys and massage and meditations and pleasure practices, and understanding, you know, the anatomy of the womb and the energetics of the womb, I was really able to start to slip more into my feminine. Um, and then the final piece of my healing puzzle was to incorporate psychedelics in a way that really helped me get past my eating disorders. It helped me become sober. And as I have really started to become more present in my body and to notice the things coming up for me because I still have body image issues, right? And I still have days when I feel like everything's so uncomfortable, drinking would just be the easier choice. But as I come back into awareness and relationship with this sacred medicine, I'm able to come into my body in a way that has made me more grounded and present and living a life in pleasure. I left my TV job a year ago um, and so since then, I have just really been living the feminine flow <laughs> and it's been a, a roller coaster. I think if anyone in a feminine body can, can get that, um, gets that when I say that, but it's just been such a beautiful ride as well. Mm, thank you so much for sharing the journey. And I can resonate on so many levels. Like I struggle with eating disorder for almost two decades to hating yeah. my body, hating myself, trying to numb. I'm sober now for years because <sighs> I like, I, I don't feel that I would call myself like an alcoholic, but who cares like the labels, right? Right. It's like, it's end of the day and I wanted to have a glass of wine or two, you know, mm -hmm. and not every day, but I didn't like that I needed something outside of me, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's, let's go a little bit deeper on what makes you so unique and so beautifully different is the psychedelics for our listeners. If they, I believe that all of them, they did, but let's not assume explain it to me like I have never heard about psychedelics and explain it to me like someone who would come with I don't want to even say judgment but maybe resistance because you know like I remember when I you know met my husband here and there and this is not psychedelic but here and there like I know in the past like he would smoke weed and he was like well it helps me connect like deeper to myself but then I could see like the mood swings, you know, on him after that, like a couple of days. And so he stopped drinking, he stopped smoking, everything. But I felt like when I was looking at him and of course, like looking at me, sometimes I feel like we're looking for the outside. I'm like, should not we be able as human beings connect with higher power without needing anything like shouldn't whatever it is god source universe shouldn't we be like the pure vessels that are able to connect without needing alcohol shopping food psychedelics right let's go deeper <laughs> yeah so the psychedelic medicine that i work most closely with is mushrooms or psilocybin um and there are many other types of psychedelic medicine out there, MDMA, DMT, um, many other ones, but my specialty is in mushrooms specifically. And I like to think of these as entheogens. And that word means 
to find the divine within. Mm. And so while I totally get exactly what you're saying, we shouldn't need something outside of ourselves to connect with source, to connect with the divine. It's really hard for a lot of us to do that, right? And the difference for me between psychedelics and things like alcohol or controlling my eating were that psychedelics brought me back home to myself while alcohol and dieting made me detach from myself. And so when I first began working with psychedelics, mushrooms specifically, I did it in a microdose format. So microdosing is when you take a really tiny amount, you're not tripping, you're still able to go to work, you're able to drive, you're able to parent, but you're able to also get the benefits that can come from working with this earth medicine. Benefits like better mood, calm, focus, better energy. Um, and for me, breaking habits, like reaching for alcohol whenever things got difficult. And so if you're someone who is listening to this and you still have a stigma around psychedelics, because let's be honest, if you're listening to this in the States and maybe you were raised in the D.A.R.E. era, the Reagan post-Reagan era, where all drugs were bad and you were going to melt your brain if you did drugs. Mm -hmm. I think that what's so important is to, first of all, just assess where those stories came from for you. If they're true to you now, if they're serving you now. And I like to look at these as divine teachers that came to our planet to help us become divine ourselves, to understand that we are already divine. Mm, that's really beautiful. And I'm curious, how did you discover psychedelics? What was the, you know, the link between like, this is the thing that can help me? What guided you there? So I heard a woman on a podcast, Bijou Finney, and I it's like I, I invited her on my show, spoke with her, immediately hired her as my coach. And I really loved her approach to how psychedelics help us find our purpose and can help awaken pleasure, which are two things that I can a thousand percent say have happened for me. So I worked with her in the spring of 2022, and it was a time that I was still in my job as a news anchor. It was me deeply in burnout. It was a really tricky time. Um, I was going through anxiety and depression and PTSD as well. And so while it was amazing to have her as a coach, I knew now looking back that I could not go as deep because I still had all this other shit going on. And so what I did understand from her though, is that, you know, psychedelics have this way of, first of all, shining a light on the shadows within ourselves, the places where we're lying to ourselves and psychedelics were the things that were like, Hey babe, you need to leave your job. <laughs> it's not doing you any favors. Yes. This was your childhood dream, but now it's a nightmare for your mental health. Mm -hmm. And so they were sort of a catalyst to move me forward towards a truth I already knew, but maybe didn't feel very comfortable yet admitting. Mm -hmm. And so that is really, I think, what first helped me really connect with them is when I did decide to leave my job, I felt like they opened the door to my subconscious where I could start to look at all the things I needed to look at, right? The anxiety and the depression, the PTSD from all the terrible things I saw behind the scenes on the news. And I like to say they open the door and hold your hand while you walk through. Because psychedelics are not a magic pill. They're not going to do the work for you, but they are there to help support you as you do the work. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You know, and me and my husband, we experienced, you know, some journeys in the past to ayahuasca, like anything we did that took us on a psychedelic journey was very purposeful. It was very intentional. It was not for us to 
let's get high and let's get see, yeah. right? Um, when I first experienced ayahuasca a couple of years ago, it was in May and in April, my grandma transitioned and I was very, very, very close to her. It literally felt like part of me was ripped away and yeah. I was working through the stages of grief. But also what I realized is that I was carrying a lot of ancestral heaviness and burden and I could feel it. And I could feel it in a way like this is not mine. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of tell the difference when when you're going through something you're like, what is this? This is not mine. So we did our journey, you know, with ayahuasca and it helped me tremendously to be able to get over that grief, you know. And then in July, the same year, I um got certified as a breathwork practitioner and with the breathwork that we are doing you create your own dmt you create your own high and that was when i was able to connect even deeper and then we experienced a couple journeys for fertility and healing with mushrooms with my mm -hmm. husband i personally love ceremonies that are closed that are small yeah. you know most of the times when we went on a journey with my husband we did it just like two guides and us you know mm -hmm. or one guide and us and one time we did in Tulum like um like a group but it was such a magical place it was in cenote and beautiful cave and in a jungle so it was amazing so I am curious you know like what is the difference for like how do you know that psychedelic it's for you and what is the difference between, you kind of touch on it, but I want to go a little bit deeper. If you do like the whole journey on the mushrooms, or if you do just the micro dosing and who is it for? Like I'm so I think right now, eight months. So I'm not going to go on any journeys right now, but you know. Well, I think first of all, you'll know it's for you if you continuously hear conversations like this, if it's popping up on your timeline, I really believe that this medicine calls you when you're ready. And so if you sort of have it in your awareness, it's like peeking around the side of your vision, um, then it's probably calling you. The big difference between microdosing and full dose journeying is, well, a couple of things. One, in a full dose journey, you're taking probably between one and a half to five to seven, even 10 grams of mushrooms. Microdosing, you're taking, you know, 0.1 gram, 0.2 potentially, maybe even less. And so the experience for a full dose journey is when things um, are looking and feeling trippy, maybe you feel um, out of your body, you could have a mystical experience on super high dose journeys. Um, you're not able to drive, you're not able to go about whatever life action you needed to do. Um, the walls might be breathing, colors might have sounds, you know, things are just, you're tripping, you know, on a microdose level that doesn't happen unless you take a little too much. And sometimes that happens when you're trying to find your special dose. Um, but I really think that who this is for is for anyone who wants to consciously and intentionally connect with something deeper within themselves and also align and commune with a plant and earth medicine that um, has been shown over millennia, especially in indigenous cultures, to connect us with source. 
But there are a lot of folks who this might not be for, right? So there are a lot of contraindications that folks need to be aware of when it comes to psilocybin specifically. There are some medications that it's not recommended for, and I'm not going to list those now, but if you want to contact me, I can totally tell you, as well as some mental health issues. So schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. There are some, you know, contraindications, which basically means you need to be aware that this could be an issue. Mushrooms are expanders. And so bipolar disorder and schizophrenia are also very expansive. And so when you put an expansive thing on top of an expansive issue, you're going to expand big time. And that's where things like psychosis might come in and have been reported. Although we also have to know that sometimes the things the media says is not actually true. Um, and so that's why I think mushrooms are so excellent for anxiety and depression, which I personally went through because those are contracting. Those keep you within yourself. You know, you're hiding in your house. You don't feel like you can be out. And so mushrooms helped you expand past that part of yourself to see maybe from a bird's eye view. OK, this is what's going on for me. And you're better able to reflect on, you know, what's making you anxious or what's making you depressed. Now, let's talk a little bit about the pregnancy thing, though. So my mentor, Michaela De La Maico, um, talks about this a lot. She uh, had she taught an amazing course for double blind, which I took, and she taught it with some other amazing teachers as well. Um, and I just read this piece that she was in the psilocybin handbook for women by Jen Chesick. She sat, sat with mushrooms at about six or seven months pregnant, a three gram journey. So she was in her third trimester. Um, and we know that indigenous peoples across the world have sat with mushrooms throughout pregnancy and postpartum, because that's what I've seen a lot of people who are struggling postpartum may benefit from sitting with mushrooms to help them, one, maybe connect with their child if they're experiencing depression, but also just to help their own mental health as they move into parenthood. Um, and if you're someone who isn't pregnant yet, but wants to conceive, Sitting with mushrooms could be really helpful to heal that ancestral trauma like you were speaking about and to just prep you for the life that's going to come into the space with you. Um, but my clients have said it's made them better parents. It's made them better able to deal with angry outbursts from toddlers. So I really see this as medicine that can help us in every stage of our life. But unfortunately, right now, there's just not really any research about what it does to a developing fetus, what it does if you're breastfeeding or chest feeding. And so it's just a really nuanced conversation. But thankfully, there are people who are starting to have it. Yeah. And that's what I was wondering, you know, because we're planning breastfeeding, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, like everything I, you know, take in the, the baby will take like from me. And uh, when we were doing like, you know, our, our journeys, like I was also speaking with our guide and, and she's amazing. She's so beautiful. And she said like, you can do before the baby comes but what she said is sometimes these babies and maybe it's just particularly for us they're like ungrounded and to come here like if you go on a journey you know it might feel like they don't like I don't want to say stick but you know like they don't know what is grounded and coming because if they're ungrounded wherever they are and yeah. mom gets on the journey, you know? So for me, that's why we chose not to do that afterwards. Mm -hmm. It helped me tremendously like before that. I'm curious, you know, with, with the microdosing, Wesley, what if we use it as another crutch? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I, and yeah. I know it's, listen, it's natural, but we can say the same thing. Weed, it's plant, it's natural, yeah. right? Cocaine, like, um, you know, like opium, it's like, there are things that nature made. I'm like, well, probably we don't want to do all of that, right? right? So how can we use the benefit, but don't make it another crutch, another thing that we need? Yeah, I love this question. So the first thing to know is psilocybin has been shown to not be habit forming. So you're not physically going to get addicted to it, but psychologically you can feel dependent. And so that is why it's really important that you, if you're microdosing, you do not microdose every day. You would use a protocol and there are many different protocols out there, but that just means a schedule. And usually it's taking the medicine for one day, skipping two to three days, taking it again so that you have a lot of time off the medicine. Because here's what's so magical. On the days when you're not taking the medicine, when you're not ingesting the mushrooms, that's often when you see the benefits. So when you tell yourself, oh, I don't need to be ingesting this mushroom to still feel so much better. I think that can help folks who feel like they might become psychologically dependent. And just like I tell anyone who is feeling dependent on anything, maybe it's emotional eating or it's alcohol or it's mushrooms or whatever, the first step is to become aware. Oh, I feel as if I need this to function. I feel like I need this to ground. I feel like I'm just in a stressful situation and I need that glass of wine. Okay, maybe getting quiet with yourself. What is this showing me? What message is this? Can I breathe through this? And choose to see that as a message that might be showing you, okay, I have some work to do. Mm, I love that answer. I love it. I feel like you have answer for everything and I love it. (laughs) It's so beautiful, Leslie. And I'm truly, truly happy for you that it helped you in such a tremendous way because the things you used to experience and the things you choose to now replace it with coming back to yourself, teaching women about healing the womb, coming back to the feminine, embracing really who they came here to be. It is so life-giving and so beautiful. And I'm curious for, you know, women who are right now on, you know, maybe they're facing some things that, um, might be heavy for them. Maybe it's a loss, maybe it's a grief, maybe it's, you know, their body issues, maybe it's a job that it's unfulfilling. What do you want them to know? Mm. I think what I want them to know is that the answers are already within you and they're waiting for you to remember them. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's going to be cyclical living or womb connection or working with mushrooms that help you remember, but you're here to do that work. And so it's probably feeling pretty tough and sticky right now. Um, but there are folks out there who can help support you. You're not meant to heal alone, but just, I'm so excited for you to hear this, these words in this conversation, because I think that that's part of the activation and the awakening for you. Um, and know that I've been there. I've been where you are and know how hard it is. And I know how bad it feels to be experiencing those things. Um, and so Maybe it's not any of the things I've mentioned, cyclical living, womb healing, or psychedelics. Maybe it's something completely different, breath work, whatever. But I just pray and hope that you hear this and you know you're not alone and that you know there are are tools and modalities out there that you can reach for for help. Mm -hmm. So beautiful, Leslie. Thank you so much for being here today. And 
for all the work you have done and doing on yourself. Because when we do our inner work, it expands to other women and we give them permission to slow down and start healing and start changing their lives. So thank you so much for all the healing you have done on yourself and how many beautiful souls you are helping too. Thank you. Thank you.